Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Good morning, and welcome to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. This month, as you know, we're focusing in on the idea of success. And I mean that in the broadest sense. Success in business, success in relationships, success in your leisure time, success in your health. Truly, whatever it is you're hoping to improve and become successful in, it's my plan to give you some tools and techniques for achieving that, for being able to uh, experience that which you desire. Well, last week we had the overview to this. We talked about this being an auspicious time for success, that with great change also comes great opportunity. We also talked about what spiritual laws are. We're going to be covering three key spiritual laws of success this month. And so we talked about the idea of what a spiritual law is, that it works for everyone everywhere, that it's consistent and reliable. And it also means that they're in effect, whether you're aware of them or not. And finally, and here's the the key one that we're going to be most aware of this month, and that that's we can use them. We can actually use them to improve our lives. Well, this week we're going to embark upon doing just that by exploring the spiritual law of cause and effect. We're going to see how we can put that to work for us to gain greater success in some area of our life. The law is easy to state and understand. It simply goes like this. For every visible and tangible effect that we see in the world, There is an invisible mental cause behind it. And of course, you've heard me quote Ernest Holmes before when he says that our thoughts become things. And that's another way of stating the law of cause and effect. Our thoughts are the cause and the things that they produce are the effects. Now, if you think about this, it actually explains why and how The things got to be the way they are in your lives right now. Have you ever wondered how your life got to be the way it is? Well, now you know. Your life is an effect, and the cause of that effect, what what prompted your life to become the way it is, are your thoughts, your ideas, and your beliefs. Actually, I want to say it in even maybe a more startling way. Every single good thing that has ever happened to you, you have been responsible for. Have you ever thought about it that way? Every single good thing, whether it be a good day, a good marriage, a good job, a good time, a good vacation, a good relationship with someone, every single good thing that has ever come your way you have created through the power of your thinking. Let me read a little bit from Ernest Holmes where he talks about this law of cause and effect. He says, There is a law of cause and effect which automatically compels us to reap as we sow. The day we cease to sow error, we will begin to see truth. When we stop sowing hate, we will reap love. When we stop sowing unforgiveness, we will be forgiven. When we stop sowing fear, we shall reap faith. 
There's no mystery here. Simple, direct statements of cause and effect, the inevitable necessity of good will finally overcome apparent evil. The glorious concept that is the kingdom of God in all its wonder and beauty exists eternally, changelessly, waiting for your recognition. And so, of course, he's also talking about the negative side of the law of cause and effect, too. I'm sure you've guessed that also every negative situation that you've ever encountered in your life also has been the result of your thinking, your experiences, your beliefs, your attitudes, right? So it's, a, it, it, it's really a double-edged sword where we think there goes our life as we express our beliefs, our thoughts, our closely held ideas, as we express these into the world, the world responds in like kind. You've heard it probably also said as what goes around comes around, meaning what, what goes around, what I put out, the, the vibes, if you will, the intentions, if you will, that which I put out comes back to me magnified, this too is another way of stating this law of cause and effect. Now some people I've noticed are hesitant to, to take on any ownership of their lives. And you've probably all met someone or known someone that seemed a, a little bit like the victim. Someone who, uh, who has been hesitant to take ownership of what's going on around them. They'll say, well, well, my trouble is because of so-and-so, or my poverty is because of this stupid job, or, or they'll say, my, uh, my poor health is a result of the environment around me, or, or uh, because of the job I'm in, or, or whatever it might be. Well, the, the trouble with this is if we don't take ownership, if there isn't an acceptance of some of the negativity in our life, it's pretty hard for us to also have an acceptance and an ownership of the things that go well. And so one of the keys to really focusing in on the law of cause and effect is to have some acceptance around what is the powerful creator that you are and also the fact that your powerful creation can be both positive and negative. I, I found a joke about acceptance for you that I'd like to share. So a fellow is walking down the aisle of the grocery store when he's approached by a woman. Good morning, she says. I believe that you are the father of one of my children. Well, the man is taken aback, slightly horrified, but... He's also a little aware of some of his escapades when he was in college. He starts to become defensive, but then decides, ultimately, maybe acceptance is the best choice. Well, he can only hope that his wife is as accepting. Um, did I know you in college, he asks, sensing his whole life about to change. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I'm just your son's teacher. And so the idea of acceptance, the idea of whatever we have created in life, be it good, be it questionable, be it harmful, 
There needs to be an element of acceptance in it for us to really use this power. We need to be able to accept that we can use the law of cause and effect and that we have been using the law of effect. Again, every wonderful thing that has ever come to us, we have brought to us. Likewise, every negative or a less than ideal issue that we have ever experienced, that too has been brought to us through the power of the law of the cause and effect and the thoughts and beliefs and ideas that we have placed in it. So that, as they say, is both the good news and the bad news. And I'll even use an example of my own awakening to this law. Many of you know that I've been, oh gosh, it's over 20 years now in a 12-step program. And when I think back to some of those early days in recovery in alcoholism, I had to accept the fact that I had created a mess of my life. You know, what I wanted to do was to say I was a victim. <laughs> what I wanted to do was say, you know, I'm a victim of my circumstance. I'm a victim of a high-pressure job. I'm a victim of this substance that is, uh, is so compelling and addictive. I'm a, I'm a victim to the people around me that, that could have prevented me from slipping into this terrible disease. And I have to tell you, there were moments in the beginning when those kinds of thoughts of victimhood were very clear to me. But one of the things that Alcoholics Anonymous taught me was that I also needed to accept that I was responsible for it all. It was my own stinking thinking. It was my own thoughts and beliefs. It was my own reaction to the world, fully present in my own mind, that created that entire mess of my life. And what I learned was that actually it gets better when I accept it. It gets better when I realize that I can change my thinking, that I can change my behaviors, that I can change the very essence of myself necessary in a way to produce a different result. So in the same way that I took acceptance of the real mess I had made, the, the powerful ability to create a shambles out of my life, I also began to recognize that by the intentional use of different kinds of thoughts, of different kinds of beliefs, that I could just as powerfully create a life that was so much, much better. And so this, I think, is the secret of using the law of cause and effect is to realize just how powerful you already are. To realize that whether for good or bad, you've been using the law of cause and effect right along. Again, every sweet moment in your life, you have created. Now, the trick here, or, or the practice here that I want to introduce, is the idea that we can be more intentional in our thinking. So far, many of us have kind of left it up to potluck, if you know what I mean. Just the thoughts that have come into our head, well, we'll go with that. And sometimes that produces something that's beautiful and wise and, uh, and full of enjoyment. And other times, not so much. Other times, we get caught up in the world of anger and lack and, and all kinds of negativity 
activity. And so, so that will tend to use the law of cause and effect to produce less than positive outcomes. I'm here to say that we can get better at using this law intentionally. Now, for those of you online, either on our website, and I, and I think our videographer will post a link to it also on Facebook or our YouTube channel, I have a worksheet for you, and, and it's a pretty simple one. It simply invites us to look at our existing state of affairs and imagine the thoughts and beliefs that might have caused that. So for instance, let's say that maybe we're having trouble with our ability to feel abundant in the world. Maybe we're having trouble getting our bank accounts in good order, or maybe our credit card debt is higher than what we'd like. And so we see that as the effect. We see that as the result of some kind of thinking that's going on. And so to use this tool, we, we put at the, the bottom of the tool the, the current result, and we begin imagining what the thoughts were that produced it. So maybe we have the thought that, gosh, you really have to work really hard for money, and it doesn't flow to very many people. Maybe we have the thought that uh, your life just isn't destined to be abundant or that no one in your family has ever achieved any particular abundance in the world. We might think that we're in a crummy job and so crummy jobs don't pay very well. And we may think that we'll simply never ever get out of debt no matter how hard I try. Well, if we're having those thoughts, we have to know those are the thoughts that are driving the law of cause and effect. And so there we have a relationship to, between what we're thinking on one hand and the results in our lives. The other helpful half of this tool that I am inviting you to use is then we also picture how we'd like our lives to be. So we begin building a, a picture of what our life would be like, the results, if you will, the effect, if our life was more abundant. What would that mean? Would it mean that I have no credit card debt? Would it mean that uh, there's always enough money after I've paid the bills at the end of the month to uh, have a little left over to share or to spare? Would it mean that just that feeling of opulence of knowing you could go into any store and just buy what you need and want? What are the characteristics, the, the outward manifestation of abundance? What would mean true abundance in your life? Then we use the tool to imagine the thoughts and the beliefs and the ideas that would create this new and improved situation in our lives. So maybe we have to start believing that abundance, financial, and security are mine to have. Maybe we have to internalize these thoughts of a belief that there's plenty to go around, plenty for me, plenty for my family. Maybe we have to believe as we're, we're signing the checks for bills that there will always be enough, that there's plenty left over after I've accomplished paying bills for the month. Maybe we have to believe that our jobs will always compensate us fairly. And if, if they don't, maybe we're not in the right job. Maybe we need to find the calling that, that allows us to, uh, to live that better life. 
So I hope you've seen how we can actually use this law of cause and effect in a more purposeful way. We imagine the life that we'd like to live, and then we imagine the thoughts that would help drive that. Now, I'm sure some of you have noticed there, there could possibly be a fly in the ointment here. How can we convince ourselves to believe something new that maybe we don't currently believe? That's the, the little trickery part here, right? Because so often we're in reaction to what we see around us. We, we notice that some of the bills are overdue because we haven't been able to pay them. Or we notice that we're out of work. And so therefore, how can we possibly expect to feel abundance in our lives? Well, what I'm here to tell you is it may take some mental maneuvering, and I'm not at all suggesting that we don't have to do things in the real world to, to bolster our safety and security. Of course we do. But, but mentally, we need to shift the picture from one of lack, one of disease, one of misery. We need to shift that mental picture, the thoughts and ideas and beliefs, into something more positive. We need to begin looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, here is a lovable guy. Here is an abundant woman. Here is someone for whom the universe has prepared something glorious. And it may take some practice. They, they call them spiritual practices for a reason. I suspect we're never good right from the get-go. So it will take a little of our energy, a little of our practice to begin orienting our thoughts to provide that positive cause to see a more positive result. So in summary, today we talked about the law of cause and effect. Simply put, we experience what we think and we believe. Our thoughts become things. Behind every circumstance, behind every effect, is a mental cause. And our experience of life directly corresponds to our thoughts, our ideas, and our beliefs. So if predominantly we think the world is unsafe, if we predominantly think there's lack and misery and disease around us, it's almost inescapable that we won't be picking up that negativity and begin seeing the world through that lens. Our own lives starts to be infected with those beliefs and, and those outward appearances of lack and dismay, all of the negativity that we might wish to avoid. So instead, we orient our thoughts, our beliefs, our ideas, our, our oomph and our energy into the more positive. We begin seeking out the, the little pleasures and joys in life. We begin really holding on high and accepting in our own minds a life that's filled with love, that's filled with joy, that's filled with peace, that's filled with abundance. And we begin practicing that. If we notice our thoughts slipping over to the negative, we guide them more gently back to the positive. We, we stop the negative causes, those negative mental images and beliefs. We stop them as best we can, and instead we move towards the positive. We also learned that we have to accept our power. Whether we've used it well or whether we've used it uh, negatively, 
powerful me, powerful you. We have created absolutely every good thing that has ever happened to us. And also every negative thing that has ever happened to us. We are that powerful as we use the law of cause and effect. We've also learned to use the law of cause and effect by determining what kinds of thoughts we would need to have to enjoy the life that we desire. And that's where that little worksheet can come in, that little four-part worksheet, where we simply fill in the way our life is now. We anticipate the thoughts, the ideas, and belief that, that caused what we're experiencing now. And then we begin to imagine how we would enjoy our life better. And then the thoughts, the beliefs, the ideas that more intentionally would produce that life of our desire. Well, I do have a bit of homework for you. For those of you who are a little bit on the analytical side, people who like doing worksheets, people who like puzzling through and figuring out things, download the worksheet, please, and, and, and give it a try. See if you can work through one of these experiments on, first of all, seeing how your life got to be the way it is, and then projecting how you would like your life to be with the appropriate causal thoughts, beliefs, and ideas. So that would be your homework for this week. Notice how your thoughts, beliefs, and ideas have created your current situation, and then begin building a list of thoughts, ideas, and beliefs that can create your ideal life. Well, I want to close today with a couple things. I do have a reading and prayer of Ernest Holmes. This is Ernest Holmes from the book, This Thing Called You. He says, nothing rewards or punishes you, but the immutable law of cause and effect. There is no good which you cannot experience, provided you first embody and accept that good. There is no joy which you cannot reach, provided you first clear your consciousness of anything that would limit this joy in yourself or in others. Expect, accept, and you shall always receive. And then he goes on with a prayer. I am not concerned about what happened yesterday. I know that today everything is made new. I let go of all sense of limitation. I divorce my thought from any belief in lack or disease. I repudiate the idea that I am poor, weak, sick, or unhappy. New conditions are being created for me. The power of the law of cause and effect creates conditions of harmony, happiness, peace, and joy. All circumstances and situations are now harmonized. Wherever I go, I shall meet peace, joy, and happiness. Whatever I do shall be done with reason and intelligence. I shall be surrounded by friendship, by beauty, by right action. My whole being responds to this conviction. Simply and with complete conviction, right now, I accept my freedom. And so it is. So thank you so much for being here today. Now is our time of conscious contribution.
I invite you to take your gift in your hand or, or maybe be prepared to use our online donation service at cslportland.org. However it is you'd like to contribute today, I simply invite you to mentally place it over your heart and repeat after me, graciously I give from a place of love, knowing that as I give, so do I richly receive. Thank you so much for your donations. Uh, Your contributions are so greatly welcomed. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.